This is Rabbi Yonatan Yudrin, and welcome to the Sparks from the Fire Torah Podcast, brought to you by the RRG Beit Midrash, the spiritual home for Hebrew University students on campus. Parshat Vayera, Choosing to Know God, in memory of Yitzhak Chaim Ben Dina. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand over Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from their midst. If we look back in the book of Bereshit, the main plot points, minus the creation story, all revolve around people. Noah, Avraham, Rivka, Leah, Yaakov... God is certainly present in the story, but besides a number of promises that God makes but has yet not fulfilled, God seems more like a spectator than a main player. It's almost as if we didn't get to know God in Bereshit. But from the moment that Moshe meets God at the burning bush, God steps out of the shadows and is suddenly present, active, and standing at center stage. Suddenly, God wants to be known to the world. Is it really true, though, that God is unknown at this point in history? Well, the concept of deities certainly existed, but the God of the Hebrews, as Moshe calls him, seemingly is not yet a household name, at least in Egypt. When Moshe and Aaron first approach Paro, Paro's reply is telling. Lo yadati et Adonai, v'gam et Yisrael lo eshklach. I don't know the Lord nor will I let Israel go. Seemingly in response to Parah's lack of awareness of God, God says the following to Moshe and Aaron before their second visit to Parah. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand over Egypt and bring out the Israelites from their midst. We see the same motif at the plague of blood as Moshe speaks to Parah. Thus says the Lord, by this you shall know that I am the Lord. See, I shall strike the water in the Nile with the rod that is in my hand, and it will be turned to blood. So now we finally arrive at our burning question. Why does God suddenly want to be known? And why is Egypt the vehicle through which God wants to be known? Let's answer the second question first. Egypt is the ideal stage for God to be known. At the time that our story takes place, Egypt is the cultural, ideological, and military leader of the world. Just as Paro ruled the land, his idolatrous conceptions of divinity filled the minds of the Egyptians. So by breaking Paro in Egypt, God fractures those ideologies as well. But why is God suddenly so desperate to be known? Does God have an ego problem? Is God looking for fame and fortune? Listen to this quote from psychologist Michael Schreiner. The unconscious fear that seems to always be lurking in the background is that if we aren't understood, it will be as if we never existed. This statement is, of course, about us, not God. But it can help us to understand a very deep idea. God wants to be known in order that God can exist, so to speak. 
Now, I'm not saying I believe that God's existence is dependent on us. I believe that we are dependent on God's existence. But as the sages tell us, a king without a nation is no king. God may be the cause of all existence, but if no one knows God, then it's as if God doesn't exist. Though God's objective existence is eternal and unchanging, I can decide, or not, to what extent God is present in my life. This point is illustrated by the famous story of the Kutzker Rebbe, who asked his Hasidim where God is found. Rebbe, there's no place in all existence where God isn't found, they answered. No, he replied. God is only found where you let God in. Of course, saying that God wants to be known is an anthropomorphic language, i.e. giving God human characteristics. But how else could we know God? Our sages clearly tell us that that the Torah is written in human terms. For how else do we know anything except through our human eyes? And so too, even with God. For God to exist in our lives and our hearts, we have to choose to know God. Here's a question on a personal note. Isn't wanting to be truly known an essential human need we all share? And how important is the need to be known? I'd love to hear your answers or comments on our Facebook page, RRG Bait Midrash, or on our Instagram page, RRG Bait. In addition, if you want to sponsor a class in memory of or in honor of a loved one, shoot me an email at info at rrgbaitmidrash.org. A big thanks to Yosef Gutman-Levitt for the use of his song, HaYehudi HaKadosh. If you enjoyed, please subscribe to Sparks from the Fire wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a positive rating and be sure to share. I'm Rabbi Yonatan Yudrin, and thanks so much for listening.